So I'm here with my friend Jay. What's up, man? We're here in uh, Middlebury, Akron, Ohio. You're from Akron? Yeah, from the east side of Akron. East side of Akron. Uh, where'd you grow up? On Fifth Avenue. On Fifth Avenue? Yeah. So you were telling me a story about how you went into juvenile detention at what age? At 12. At 12? And then how, what happened after all of that? It was a repeated process. I, I come home to nothing or no one uh, but myself, trying to get back on my feet, hopping back in the drug gang, hopping back in the gang, gang activities, uh, carrying pistols, selling drugs, smoking weed, popping pills. And, and I've been in DYS five times, and I've been in dark prison 10 times. I ain't never been on the streets longer than 18 months at a time. You've never been on the street longer than 18 months at a time. I've been on parole since the age of 12. You've been on parole since the age of 12. Yeah. It is August, right? It's the middle of August. And you got out when? In May. In May. So I was asking you, I said, you know, when you get out, do they give you any support? No, none at all. They they say they will. They they give you references. They give you phone numbers to call, mm -hmm. and that's it. They give you a hundred dollars, and they send you on your way. And where did, where did you move to when you got out this last time? Well, when I got this last time, I came across an apartment on Arlington Place, mm -hmm. and I was renting this room for a hundred dollars a month. Which was kind of strange at the beginning, but, but it was I a good deal. You're like, man, that's a lot. Deal. I appreciate it. Yes. So. Come to find out, like towards like two months later, a letter comes in the mail and I get to read it and it says that the rent ain't been paid in months, uh, the grass needs cut, all this stuff needs cut, or the house is gonna get condemned. So me and my friend cut the grass, we did all that. Yeah. The guy Tyrone just disappeared. The guy you were renting from? Yeah. Uh huh. So next thing you know, a couple weeks later. Police come to the house and said the house being condemned. There wasn't nobody supposed to be living there. Put me in cuffs and put me in the back of the car and gave me two misdemeanor charges. You got two misdemeanor charges for being in a house. Trespassing. Trespassing. At a place I was living. Because you thought you were renting an apartment. Yeah. And it turned out it was a scam. A scam. And so now you got these misdemeanors. So now you, you, you thought you found a place and now the cycle's starting again. Yep. And so what, you gotta go to court on that? Go to court and I got parole violation. And you got a parole violation because you were of that misdemeanor. Because I had contact with the police. Because you had contact with the police. Do you have a phone? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so then what happened after that? Say, so, yeah, I just been going back and forth to court on the misdemeanors. Uh -huh. My PO says that he's gonna deal with it after the case gets resolved, see what they're gonna do about the misdemeanor case. And then he decided what he's gonna sanction me on. And then that I'm living on the streets homeless again and going back to my old old ways again. Old ways. Because okay, so a lot of people say, well, why don't you just go get a job? It's easier said than done. Can you have you tried? Like have you ever done an application? I've done lots of applications. You I've have? I've never been hired though. You've never been hired? I don't got a GED. You don't have a GED? I got uh, a learning disability. You got a learning disability. And then do you find that your your records make it hard to get a yeah, job? My records. I got ag robs, I got gun specs, I got gang charges, I got drug charges, I got all that.
Yeah. So all of that. And you were saying that it's not just doing your time. That stuff follows you. No, it follows you for life. And you just do your time and you're judged throughout life for forever. Like right now, someone can call the police and lie on me and say I did something. And because of my record, they're going to convict me of it. They're going to indict me immediately and they're going to convict me of it. Really? So you're just, I mean, if somebody wanted to screw with you, I mean, they could just call on you and be like, Jay did this. Jay robbed me. Jay robbed me. $25 in the phone. And then that was it. And now you're done. Robbery. Yeah. yeah. So do they tell you what to do? Are they like, hey, man, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. Like, is there a plan for a guy that's had your history? Like, do they, are they like, you know, this is how you get into regular society. They tell you, but for a guy like me that's never been in regular society, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. I need I need to be I need to be introduced to it. I need to be brought into it. Yeah. I can't just go into it. Something I don't know nothing about. Right. And how old are you? I'm forty two. You're forty two. So you've been dealing with this since the age of twelve. Well really all my life. I was born a crack baby in a crack house. So your parents were addicted to drugs. Both of them. Both parents. And what was that like? What was living like that as a kid? It was messed up. I, I mean, I was neglected. I didn't really have no much of a childhood. I became a grown man at the age of 12. I had to go out there and fend for myself. Yeah. Started gangbanging, started carrying pistols, started selling drugs. Why do people carry uh, guns around? Right now? Yeah. Because everybody needs to have one if you're in the streets. Even if you're just walking down the street. If you ain't got no car, you need to have a gun. You don't have a car, you need a gun. Because it's that dangerous. It's that dangerous. Um, yeah, you feel like East Akron is dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were just here when we had a murder. Yeah, I watched my best friend get killed. I was the only, I seen the whole thing. You saw it? Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody else get killed? Oh, yeah. Friends died in my arms. I've been shot a few times. I've been stabbed a few times. I've seen a lot of deaths. Seen a lot of I deaths. lost all my family. My mom's dead. My dad's dead. My grandparents are dead. All guys, two little brothers. One's staying right here in Tent City, and one's in Richmond, Penitentiary. In the Penitentiary. Penitentiary. The only family there I left. If you were in charge, like you were the mayor or the president or whatever, what would you like to see for guys like you? I make jobs when they first come home. They'll do the job application 30, 60 days to 30 days before they come home. Get the application processed and get the, and get guys jobs when they the first week they home. Give them a place to stay. Let the first month go by and let them pay, start paying on it as soon as they start getting their paychecks. Give them a place to stay, whether it's a, a big old group home or whatever, and get them and get them jobs. Give them a chance. Because the way they're treating you right now, you don't feel like there is a chance. It is no chance. You feel like there's a pretty good chance you're going to end up back in prison? I know I am. You know you are. Because you don't see another path. Nobody's out here being like, hey, Jay, uh, I can help you, or no. you can, I got a place for you. They can only help me when I got some money in my pocket or when it's benefiting them. When it's benefiting them. Yeah. If you don't have anything that's benefiting them, gonna speak to me. nobody will talk to you. Nope. And would you say this is a pattern in the United States, that this is like, guys, oh, this, yeah. is, this is how it is? We got the most penitentiaries and everything in this state. Yeah, yeah. And everybody I grew up with been in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, just like me. 
So that's interesting. Like the people you grew up with are experiencing the same things. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why was it in your community you see so much of that? Because the way we was brought up, we was brought up, we, we was raised in crack houses and we was raised by crack, crack parents. And why would you say your parents were addicted to drugs? Because they did them, right? It was, we all, damn near everybody, everybody that grew up with me from the east side is crack babies. We all had parents that were smoking crack right? they was uh, pregnant with us. Really? Yeah. Did they have jobs? Yeah, my mom did have a job. She was a nurse and everything. My dad worked at the hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. But they were doing drugs? Yeah. Why, why do you think they did drugs? Like, I think a lot of times people do drugs because their life is really bad or really hard. Did they just, were they just having fun? Or like, what was their deal? I think it might have started off as fun. Yeah. But then it turned into addiction. Addiction. Did they end up losing their jobs? Oh yeah, my mom lost her job, and they, and they broke up. Marriage got, um, they broke up, got divorced. Uh, my mom started dating miscellaneous dudes. My dad was dating a young girl that ended up taking up everything he had. He died of a stroke. My mom died in her sleep. How old? I don't even know how old my mom died. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. As a person in America. I think you're getting a really shitty end of the stick. And I think, and you probably know this, but it because you don't have any money out here, if they get you back in prison, now you're now your money. Now the state is gonna make money off of you. That's all I've been doing is paying the state. Yeah. And I ain't never had a real ID made, I ain't never had food stamps, I ain't never had a check from the government, I never got a stimulus check, I never got none of that. None of it. No, no government assistance in my whole life. Nothing. Nothing. But the government's making money off of you when you're in prison. Plenty of it. Plenty of it. I should really put that on my tax refund. <laughs> <laughs> so it benefits them to not help you out here, to let you be homeless, to let you be jobless, so you go back to the all you have left. So that you end up back in there and you're back and you're another paycheck. And they did another 40-something thousand for me. 40-something thousand dollars because... An inmate number. You're an inmate number. That's where you, how how you're a benefit to society. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I am, an inmate number. So the incentive isn't to help you. No. The incentive is to let you twist in the wind out here so that you can eventually just end up back in prison and they can start making money on you again. That's right. It's a big trap. Mm -hmm. America is a trap house. Yes, it is. The whole thing is a trap house. Definitely. And that's how they like it. They love it. They love it. You getting a place to stay and getting a job doesn't help them at all. They don't want to give me that. No. That's fucked up, Jay. I'm sorry, brother. Thank you for telling your story. No problem. I appreciate it, man. Yep.